0: We're good at this. I know.
1: We've, had good, we've had some good stories. We really have.
0: I met a guy at the airport in Charlotte on my way up to Maine, and uh, I was telling him about the podcast, and he said, that seems like a very hard thing to do. And I said, well, it must not be too hard. Sometimes we just come up with him on the spot because we didn't work for two weeks.
2: <laughs> I thought you were going to say you met a recaster. Is well, are we all our amps? now. All right. Look at that. B- building our fan base one fan at a time. He's from like, certain-
0: Phoenix, Arizona, so now we have someone out in Phoenix listening hey. to us.
1: But I'm sad that that couldn't be picked up. No. I mean, literally, I had it right to my microphone. That's crazy. I won't be able to use my, my uh, fake block at, at any point during my story now. I'm just sad well, about you that You just one.
0: send me a message when you want it, and I'll find it and put it in there. I have Cowbell as a, as a kind of thing as well. Before. Nobody thinks that's going to happen. Now, wait a minute. When is that not happening? <laughs> I don't take things out that I say I'm going to take out, but I'll I put things out. In.
3: Here's what I know. I'll fix it in post.
0: Yeah. I'll fix it in, in post. post. And when what have post I not done that? Name, name 27 times in which I haven't
1: done that. <laughs> give, give us yeah. time to go back and re-listen. We probably could. Because. All right, I, name every
0: 35 time, times.
1: Every
3: time I listen to one of our podcasts and I hear, I'll fix that in post. Or, I'm not going to put this in there, I think. Yeah. You have to he, admit, uh, it's one of our best in it, it does make a nice running gag.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That gag's running all right. There's oh, it's of, running. It's a lot got of legs. Good running gags in our, in our, sto- in there our show. There really
2: are. I can't believe we spent the last five minutes talking about the inner workings of an ant.
1: It sounds like the same thing we do. It really does.
3: 100% it does.
1: It's totally us. So, we're doing. Dirty dancing, right? That's the prompt. Yeah, nobody oh, puts something dirty
0: in the right. corner.
1: I just, I just thought that would, uh, whenever you know Chris was asking, I thought that's just too hilarious. If you bought into it, I was going to just go with it and see how it went.
2: <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, listen, I, I, I knew that wasn't it, but still, yeah, I appreciate the, the effort.
1: Yeah, there was, well, a... just, you know. I could see that as being a prompt instead of dirty dancing it's some other kind of dancing square clogging the art of the river dance you there, decide there was a moment when river Desmond
0: was a baby movie. I was certain that Patrick Swayze was going to come kick my butt cuz I put him in his car seat right there in the in the corner of the room I mm-hmm. didn't care
1: oh man I was like don't say the Swayze He probably would have but he died of cancer he, a while back yeah he, Kinda of died.
0: Where'd go, Michael? Uh no, he died after Desmond was born. So so uh, whatever. He, he, he.
3: So you did it, Michael. Like,
2: you did
0: that's it. Right. You I said I put that baby girl. in the corner and he just couldn't handle it.
2: <laughs> Evidently know, actually, somebody's not crazy about Swayze. Just saying. I've
1: actually been to Swayze's uh well, what used to be his ranch and house when he was still living there when I was out in LA. Did you just go visit him? Be like, What's up, Swayze? Let's hang out with no, him. Mean, I was seeing so, a, na- a neighbor. Those who are close to him
0: just <laughs> this way. I saw Stephen King's house when I was in Maine. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I walked up and I was like, hey, Tabitha, put on some coffee. Me and me and the King have to talk. And I sat down with him. And I said, look, King, listen.
2: What the heck's wrong with you?
0: <laughs> you sign off on movies like uh, The Dark Tower. Oh, oh So I knew that was coming. You oh. people who read the book, people who didn't read the book, no one knew what was going on. All right, and you signed off on that. It, this is your fault. It was just bad.
3: That's
2: right. Are, that, are you that?
3: Are you that hard that up for would, money? It was Michael Circle's idea that we all go see
0: it. True. I had a bad feeling. No, it was mine and Chris's. No, I I was actually going to skip out. <laughs> no, you don't. I you was gonna, that is not I was, slightly true.
2: That that is. I was totally so, so not going to watch that movie. I knew it was going to be bad.
0: You are a liar, and the truth is not in you. Listen, ain't nobody like anybody. (laughs) Stephen King, he's got amazing ideas. Like Chris and I read all seven of the Dark Tower series books. We loved him, right, Chris? Except for the fact that his writing is terrible. I mean, the man could spend four (laughs) chapters telling you about a couch, and you still don't know what the stupid couch looks like. That's a true story. I might be able to find something in the last twenty minutes worth of cold open. Do you think? I think so. There was I
3: some, don't know. There I mean, was some funny been, stuff. We've been pretty cold.
1: Yeah, I don't feel like we've had anything that's just been hilarious.
0: Nah, nothing's really
1: No, not really. Maybe this is it right here. I was talking about Oh man. If this I'll tell you what, <laughs> if this is the funniest that that we are all night, we're not in good shape.
0: Uh, listen. We've it's... peaked, boys. It's over. Yeah. Well, you know, road. we
2: we had a I good time. We really did. We really did. It was it was great.
0: Well, thank you all for joining us on this epic journey of Once Upon a Recast. We don't have a movie for you tonight.
2: That's why we have post. Who knew? Obviously, this is the only like the Mountaineers.
0: We don't have a post. Oh wait.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Well,
1: I think we're
0: just going to have to start it. (laughs) There's there's
3: some some stupid comedy. I'm
0: pretty sure there's something
3: in there for you, sir.
0: I think it's time we get into it now, Shane. Let's do uh, it. Are
1: you're ready? Well, let's
3: get after it. I got a little something for you. Let's see what we got here. <clears throat> All right. In 10, 8, 6, 4. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Children of all ages. I just said girl, but you know what? I'm going to go with it. There's only <laughs> one girl listening to this. Let's just be real.
0: Well, you do have boys and girl. Yeah,
3: boys and girls. My girls are so... all
0: listening to it.
3: Fine, fine. Now there's girls. Are you happy?
0: This is what happens I'm when you start yours. from 10 and count
3: even. I'm happy you. Whoever is listening to this right now, you would best prepare yourselves because you're about to have some big old belly laughs. <laughs> That's right if this is the podcast you decided to click on your funny bones better be warmed up because it's time for once upon a recast this is a game where we're going to make a whole bunch of stuff up it's probably not going to make any sense but you know in the end it's going to be funny and i think that's really what it's all about so i am shane i'm the reigning champion and i'm this week's host and with me as always are my co-hosts and this episode's contenders First, we have uh, a man who once pinned me in defense of a styrofoam wrestling belt. That's a true story. My Mm. brother, Chris Roberts.
2: Could have been a contender.
3: We also have a man whom I've known for decades and yet the entire time has remained young. Jeremy Young.
0: Nice. And last,
3: and is he least? Well, I'll leave that up to you. But last, I also have... You know, I've, I was told by someone who I'm married to that I've done, like, a square with no corners too many times. And so, perhaps Michael is the man who cuts every corner. Michael Circle. But let's circle back around on that one for a moment. Dude, I did mm-hmm.
0: that
3: perhaps he is the man who can never be cornered. Michael Circle. I like that one. You All right. take
0: your pick. You take your pick. I'll take that last one.
3: Well, if you're new here, I'm going to inform you that we like to rewrite movies to hopefully hilarious ends, most of the time they are, with specific items, people, or ideas that are a part of the story and that, that have been changed, and then the all-powerful judge, me, right now, I'm going to arbitrarily pick something to judge those stories on, and I may give out points, I may not, last time I didn't, I don't know, and then I'm going to decide who wins, based on my whims at that time. And they will go on to be our next judge. They will choose the next movie and what's going to happen on that episode. So that's how this all works. So, without further ado.
0: Hang on, I have an week, adieu.
3: Oh, my goodness.
1: Farewell and adieu, all ye fair Spanish, Spanish,
0: Spanish ladies. <laughs> Farewell and adieu,
1: just... ye ladies of Spain. I just
0: heard this loud thud outside my door and realized it was my Great Dane Molly who thought the door was open and just, like, walked right into it. (laughs) Great Dane. (laughs) Oh, she truly is a Great Dane. All right. I call her Dane Judy Dinch. That's pretty great. All right. Go ahead.
3: Uh, Oh, am I allowed to continue with your job here, Michael?
0: I have no more ado. (laughs) Go
3: ahead. All right. This I could
0: gild the lily a little bit more. Oh, my goodness. Oh, um, my. But I'm not going to. This, week,
3: this very week, this very day, this, nay, this very night, we shall be recasting the superhero classic X Men. Well, I will tell you that this movie brought us Patrick Stewart finally fulfilling the role that he was so clearly born to play. Amen. Professor Charles Xavier. It also brought us hugh jackman in the role that nobody can ever forget him for wolverine and it even gave us a classic role as stan lee in a heartwarming role as hot dog vendor <laughs> this yes yeah. really it brought a lot to the table and i will say it, uh, it might not be able to uh, to hold up to the special effects of modern superhero movies But it's the movie that really got the ball rolling it and its franchise and with superheroes becoming a, uh, you know, a thing in movies. So the question is, what are our recasters going to bring tonight? The uh, the main plot of the original deals with a team of mutants who are using their powers to fight for peace. Yes, they're going to fight for peace uh, between humans and mutants, uh, while both humans and mutants seem to hate them because they're the good guys and everyone hates them for it. Um, so in the recast we're not going to have, you know, an A list group of mutants. That's what you have in the in the movie, you know, they kind of have useful powers and whatnot. So what will we have? We're gonna have a group of something. Perhaps they're a group of mutants with lame powers, perhaps they have no powers. Perhaps there's some other option there that I can't think of that someone picked. Is the goal still peace with mankind? I don't know. Most importantly, the question that has to be answered here is: Will Hugh Jackman? Is he still going to make a name for himself in Hollywood with his role in this movie? I'm going to find so, out all these things at the same time as you, viewer. Okay. Well, actually, I'm going to know sooner than you because you're listening to a recording. This is not live. But as I'm saying it right now, I don't know the answer to those questions. So, and you never the will. only the only thing left to do at this point is to decide what is the order, who will go first. More importantly, who will go last because he who is last will be first. It has withstood the test of time, except the times when it didn't. (laughs) For our toss out question, I'm going to go with the extraordinarily, extraordinarily uh, obvious one. If you had powers, what would you want them to be?
2: I think uh, yeah. in the words, I, I'll go. I'll go first.
3: Right? Okay. In the, the words of the tick, I'd
2: like to be nigh and
3: vulnerable.
1: <laughs> spoon. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I really was hoping in the words that you were going to say in the words of the tick, spoon. Uh, I, I
2: actually, my first thought was in the words of the tick. Cool, they got a blimp.
0: <laughs> Good stuff. Wait, does that mean not invulnerable?
1: The power of being funny.
0: All right, so uh, I got one. Super funny. Okay, <laughs> I wish for the superpower to multiply myself. Oh wait, <laughs> how many kids do I have? Uh, <laughs> multiple Santa. <laughs> I, uh, I see And it all goes back, there, to gent- back
2: to the
3: tent. August back to the tick with me. <laughs> I see what you did there, Michael. Uh, touche. Touche. All right. Well. So uh, I'm choosing between multiple Michael, um, the Nye invulnerable, not to be confused with Bill Nye, Chris, exactly, and funny Jeremy, if we can imagine what that would be like. I have no idea. <laughs> huh. I am actually going to allow Chris to choose. Good man order, that you are. And I'm going to do that, actually. Only partially because his answer was from the tick, but then because he brought up multiple Santa. Oh when oh Michael, oh, 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 this, oh 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 and it made me <laughs> chuckle. And I'm the judge and I can decide things for them like you know, whenever I want. So that's true.
2: Good to be judge.
3: Chris will just decide the order. All right.
2: Well, I'm gonna go last. Uh, that's that's the important part. Um I think uh, young Jeremy Young, since I feel confident his wish of of being super funny has been granted to him, I will allow him to go first. And uh, Mike Circle, multiple Mike, as we call him, will get to go second.
3: All right, so there we have it. The order is going to be Jeremy, Michael, Chris, who seems like he could be a lead singer of band. Jeremy, Michael, Chris. Jeremy me Michael Michael
1: Chris. Chris. I don't know. I never trust somebody with three first names. That's true. I think we've done this one before.
2: He's a
3: lead singer in a
0: boy band. Yeah.
3: yeah. I'm, like, I'm just I'm just stating facts. I don't know what you're trying to do.
0: Tell right, me so. why he I couldn't pick the order. <laughs> Tell
1: me why. Sorry. I was gonna jump in with you and sing, but that's all right. I didn't have any other okay. lines, I'm sorry. It's up to me. All right, well, uh, this is going to be interesting because it's very important to, to understand this is, uh, I don't know, I don't know if I, if, I, if I hit the nail on the head with the, uh, the plan or anything or not, but I'll, I'll try and explain it more as we go through. The title will be um, CCIS. You understand that more when we get into the film. C okay. C I S. It is T, going to be directed. Like T. T as in toast? No, C as in cat. C C C C No. Two C's. What? Two C's. S. Okay. It'll be directed by Quentin Tarantino. The screenplay is nice. by, by Seth McFarlane. It will be animated because it needs to be. And uh, I'm just gonna let you know that. Because this is a family uh, show that we're doing here, this podcast. Um, and because this film was meant to be a, a family film as it was put out of the gate. But unfortunately, they, they made a huge mistake in getting Quentin Tarantino and Seth MacFarlane. Um, it, it goes from its three and a half hour run time down to maybe 15 minutes. So uh, because, of course, when you run it through the, you know, like the Guardian and all that, there's not a lot left. Um, but uh, I, I will give you a couple of characters um, if I can. Uh, and, and I'll explain what that means as we go through. But Charles Xavier will be played by Will Farrell and Eric Lynchker. be played by Ryan Reynolds and everybody else you'll get as we go through the the film itself. So it begins with um, the h o m a group of a conglomerate group of people wearing, you know their their tidy, outfits with their bow ties and their suits, and they're making a, uh, a vote, voting for registration of all mutants. The decision is that mutants are dangerous. They are aware that they exist. And as a result, they are going to register everyone who has mutant powers. And, and, and they're going to take action against any that they believe are powers that are um, specifically extra-dangerous Uh, even if it's not the mutants' fault that they're in this situation. The result of this is, as they're having this meeting, hidden amongst all the groups of people around them as they're deciding on this, uh, Eric is standing next to Charles. And he has convinced Charles that they're going to need to do something to protect the mutants, because it's very clear that the HOM is going to come after them and there is just no way of getting around this. And so Charles, seeing that this is the case, they decide that they are going to team up and go searching for mutants. And the result of that is, of course, they are now going to go into sort of a Bing Crosby, uh, Bob Hope style void, uh, if you will. And so they begin to sing, "We're off on the road to find mutants. This trip will be so perilous. Flying or invisible, or something in between anew. I'll lay you wait to find we find an Australian named Hugh. We're off on the road to find mutants. A war with mankind seems assured. We'd tell you more about the plot, but our hands are tied. Kevin Feige'd rather we do a presser filled with lies. We're off on the road to find mutants. Hey, we're mutant bound. So, as they were seen and on their way, they they begin to search for mutants. But unfortunately, as they have finished their song they're immediately handed a piece of paper from some person who was wearing a suit that came off of uh, camera right. And uh, it's, when they look at it, it's a cease and desist order from Disney, the House of Mouse. That's right, the H-O-M, uh, over the use of the term mutants, uh, telling them that they need to cease and desist and that they cannot use any of the mutant powers or names that were connected with Marvel, at all. So at this point, Charles is now Chuck, and Eric is now Eric, but with two R's. So it's Eric. So it's Chuck and Eric now have to search for inhumans. Um, of course, the battle uh, to, to try and get, and, and now they're having issues with the inhuman name as well, but, but their battle to uh, get genetically modified uh, individuals uh, before the HOM can register them. Of course, in the process, uh, Chuck and Eric interview different people from their uh, community of the chromosomally challenged. I'm still you know, working on the names here, trying to figure out what, which one it's going to be. So they're, they're trying to come up with what they're going to do with this. But in the process, they're impressed by one particular individual who actually gets into Chuck's locked castle and that character is played by Leslie Nielsen. When they see him, they look over and they say, wait, who are you and how did you get in? To which he said, I'm the locksmith. And I'm the locksmith. Um, another, another character they're particularly uh, interested in is uh, played by Christopher Walken. Uh, he likes to be known as Cowbell because the, he has the power of the fever for more Cowbell. And uh, in doing this, he he also wants to sing. And so he does. To which he says, All our times have come. Here we prove our own. Mutants don't fear the Reaper. Their power controls the wind, the snow and rain. So come on, mutants, give us a hand. We'll be victorious because we are X-Men. What? We can't use that name? More cowbell. He is now fired up to join the cause and fight against the HOM. They also find other individuals like Jim Carrey. That's right, just Jim Carrey. You may say, what is his ability? He has the ability to contort his face. True story. (laughs) They also found Alec Baldwin. What can he do? (laughs) Just watch. Just watch. He'll blow you away. They managed to... They managed to get M. Night Shyamalan. You may say, what is his power? It's the power of strange, twist endings. Then, of course, you have to have someone else. They're like, we, we're, we're feeling like there's a lot of guys here. We need, we need, you know, women to be a part of this battle. And so they, they bring on a, a lady by the name of uh, Sandra Bullock. Maybe you've heard of her. Uh, SB, or maybe her superpower is BS. That's right, she has power over... Manure. You heard me, right? Manure. Power over excrement. Poo over the brown trout. Ah, the the excrement
0: men. That's
1: right. Uh, Shane's not telling
2: a story. Someone needed to go to the potty humor.
1: That's right. Waste. (laughs) That's right. He has power over turds, over dung, over caca, over the big BM, over stool, (laughs) over crap. That's right. He's number one, making number two. The deuce, the uh, duco. El Duque. That's right, he's dropping the kids off at the pool. He's taking the Browns to the Super Bowl. And just with some of these others, she likes to sing with about her power, and she begins to sing by saying I was walking through a field one day and I stepped in something sort of mushy store of gooey. And it was really gross it was doo-doo, doo doo lots of doo-doo, doo Pals of doo-doo, doo doo lots of doo 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 And of course, they're like, why would we want somebody who can do that? And the answer, Chuck tells Eric, because lawyers in expensive suits with expensive shoes will stop and run from poo. True story. So the House of Mouth is going to bring an army of lawyers in an attempt to stop Tuck and Eric from continuing to form the chromosomally challenged individual squad, or the CCIS, the HOM says this story is too strange for the world. Too strange. Nobody's going to accept it. And that is their argument. You can't do this. And suddenly, Wolverine appears. And he appears ready to fight, because he has been spending years with his circus, that's right, with his circus oh, no. that he purchased. <laughs> and now, <laughs> and now he wants to think about it. I'm not a stranger to the light, hide your faith, they say, cause you bring nothing but fright. I've learned to be ashamed of how I look, run away from them, cause their life is what I took. When the sharpest knives wanna cut me down, I'm going to send the fire, I'm going to burn them out. I am strong, I am strange, maybe a little deranged, this is me. And of course, they they can't really argue with him because he is the Wolverine. Of course, the PCIS now gets its greatest ally. Who may it be? Eric and Chuck look at the house of mouse and say, you've lost now. Eric's like, yeah, that's right. Tell them who they've got. And the answer? Stan Lee. I'm like, really? Stan Lee? No, Stanley. Uh, th- that's what I said. Uh, Stan, Stan Lee. How, how will he stop the military? How? Well, Stanley grabs a bullhorn and orders them all to stand down. And they're like, well, why would they? Why? And the answer? Because he is excelsior. That's his Special name, Excelsior, <laughs> to the wit. Doc looks over and says, in what way are you soft wood shavings used for packing fragile things? Stanley, of course, says, in what way am I not? But I'll go a step further. I'm using it as a noun. Excelsior is a noun, not as, not as anything else as a noun. And he's like, oh, okay, superior quality of leader. That makes so much more sense. So it's healthier because he's a superior leader. They will just listen to him. House and Mouse now realizes they are on the ropes. The CCIS has brought together this incredible group. What are they going to do? And then suddenly the film bubbles up on the screen. The HOM has shut down the film and canceled all pay-for-play contracts. Out steps Mickey Mouse saying... Everyone has been fired, you all may leave, and he begins to walk away. And then suddenly you hear a uh, high-pitched, and then the credits, as they begin to roll, you hear in the background, do you hear the people sing, singing the song of inhumans? It is the music of the mutants whose powers will not be limited. When the lawyers of the mouse try to tear down our house, there is a victory that begins when tomorrow comes. There's alternate lyrics to that that says, there's a life that's about to end at the claws of Hugh Jackman, but they felt like that might be too rough. In this, we have, of course, the the credits going up, and then it says, the chromosomally challenged individual squad will return. And then, of course, uh, suddenly there is a piece of paper being read by John Cleese, who says, along with other all the other members of the living cast of Monty Python, along with moose and llamas. And uh, they come out and say that they have a the lawsuit for stealing their ending, to which, of course, the movie ends. And there you have it, okay. the CCIS, the strangest thing you've ever, ever, ever experienced.
3: Oh, I will say it's the strangest story of the night so far
1: all right i think we're
3: gonna do that i'm not gonna (laughs) promise i'm not gonna promise anything things get a little crazy on this show but it's definitely the strangest one so far so ccis it stands for chromosomally challenged individual squad here's what i like i like the will ferrell ryan reynolds pairing um i enjoyed the off off on the road to find mutant song i thought that was clever once again, brought me some ch- uh, some chuckles. Um, the fact that Charles Xavier had to go by Chuck for the remainder of the movie because uh, Disney said he had to, and Eric with an extra R. I enjoy this Eric with an extra R, even though they're just saying the name. I enjoyed the commitment to the locksmith, the callback of Christopher Walken, and the cowbell. I thought that was brilliant, bringing in the cowbell, making fun of Jim Carrey and Alec Baldwin. There's never anything wrong with that. <laughs> Um, M Night Shyamalan getting thrown in there, a Sandra Bullock's random poop ability—literally just because of the initials of her name—I'm fairly certain.
1: <laughs> yep. And,
3: nonetheless, I enjoyed that. Um, the fact that the greatest showman was not <laughs> in fact just Hugh Jackman; it was actually Wolverine. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed that and his little his little ditty. There was a lot of music in this. A lot of uh, a lot of original songs. You're gonna have to gonna have to get writing for uh for Disney or something. I um like writing
2: dare funny, I say uh, would, it, is, would it have been considered a musical? It
1: could have been, yeah.
3: Yeah, perhaps. And then the uh What would you
1: expect the... from a screenplay with uh with Seth MacFarlane? Of course there are gonna be songs in it. There are
0: Perfect. some so... who call it a musical. For instance, all of us call it that. <laughs>
3: and they call it a musical a musical
0: <laughs> and my axe and he grabs his guitar
3: <laughs> anyway I also uh, enjoyed the, uh, the Monty Python esque ending and then I thought it was a nice touch to throw in the getting sued by Monty Python you know, <laughs> there there at the end after doing the Monty Python ending so overall I thought it was a solid story it was a good start can you beat it michael circle
0: well let's just see here
3: as i'm not to put any pressure but once again you have said for weeks you were prepared for this no i haven't the last time i remember you saying you were super prepared was the national treasure episode when you then said oh i didn't actually do the prompt
0: (laughs) no 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 listen I said I was
2: very close I, to doing the same today, Michael Circle, so I'm I'm feeling you, brother.
0: I said for the last three or four weeks I had my ending. Everything else came less than an hour ago. Like all good
3: animes, you got one cool scene and then said, Let's build a whole thing to get to it.
0: Exactly. That's how that's the best way to do it. The the ends justify all means. All right, well let's end this All right. <laughs> okay, so as we're doing with yeah, it's man-type people with superpowers that, you know, they, they come through all sorts of different ways in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm not just dealing with mutants. I'm dealing with people who have gotten their powers from, as my title is called, atomic, uh, nuclear, toxic, or similar mutants. Oh, he went nuclear on us. Rolls off the tongue. I want to start by my cast here. Uh, my cast is uh, the bad guy in the movie, is played by Dennis Hopper. And his name is oh. Dennis Hopper. Ooh.
1: Nice. Uh, Dennis Hopper
0: yeah. has uh, flight, super strength. He is smart and cunning. And he has an impenetrable force field-like uh, thing going on. I can't really go into more detail because right. I didn't. Um, <laughs> and i tell you him first because we're going to start with him. So <clears throat> here we go. Dennis Hopper a maniacal mutant with strength, flight, and a permanent impenetrable shell-like force field, lost his lair in the last debacle he called an evil genius level plan. Now he's in the market for a new one. Enter Lee, a queen among mutant kind. She has the ability to fly and the astounding mutation enabling full-on mass mind control, but only of mutants and only through a genetic enhancement Kind of similar to a rose, meaning it is by smell. So Dennis Hopper, let's just start right off the bat here. He kidnaps her on her route to a major mutant gala, because they have those. And uh, he he did this by clipping his nose shut with a clothespin so that she couldn't control him. And she fly, he flies her off into the night. He then tells her back at this small makeshift lair that this does not do. He tells her that he will end her entire family line if she doesn't control her mutant subjects to help him build an underground lair. So, standing in a major town square, she begins speaking. Her pheromone-esque manipulation smell filling the lungs of all the mutants around her, and the large crowd begins digging. Meanwhile, a mutant named Dave, played by Dave Foley, is working on a new invention. He's a hyper-intelligent content creator and inventor businessman. Kind of like a TS. We can't really say his name. Well, we've said X-Men, so I can say Tony Stark. He's kind of Tony Starkish. Um, he is working on a way to keep miners free of intense, nauseating natural gas leaks. So instead of just saying, we don't want them to die of natural gas inhalation, he's talking about the smell. But he has something on his nose that is keeping him from... Uh, being so inclined to follow Adelie's orders, when he sees what's going on, he sent this little drone bug thing that he he secret that he created to secretly follow her. And he found old D H Dennis Hopper calling the shots. He knew with the army of mutants that D H had that all all of them had similar but milder powers. As he he knew that he would not be able to overcome them and take them out alone, so he needed to go find some help in the country. Just outside the city, Dave found a motley crew of misfits, misfit misfit Let me try that again. Yeah, fix it in post. <clears throat> yeah, fix it in post. Yep, that's on. <laughs> in the country, just outside the city, Dave found a motley crew of misfit mutants manipulating masses with mostly merriment and macho misgivings. They were communists. Nice. Dave said, "I need help," and they said, "Well, we don't go to the city. We're not welcomed there, but." Thank you for your time. little Arrested Development joke coming up here. Dave walked off and realized one of them took his watch. Uh, my time. Ha. Dave went back. They were chilling in the local watering hole when he found them again. As he walked by, walks by the bar, the camera pans, and it passes Hugh Jackman at the bar, drinking a beer, and talking with an immortal known by all as one who is unable to die. And he will not die this day. I see what you did there. (laughs) See what I did there? Dave slams his fist on the table occupied by the misfit mutant miscreants. And they say, we won't help you. We are not heroes. Dave said, neither is Black Adam. They said, but he only attacks bad guys. He's not a hero. But he never killed anyone unless they truly deserved it and did terrible, terrible things. He's not a hero but he saved people and legitimately cared about people. He's not a hero. Well, then, he is The Rock. Well, we can be The Rock, too. So they joined him. I don't know if y'all have seen Black Adam or not, but uh, he says he's not a hero a lot, but pretty much everything he does in that movie is, here, is, is acting like a hero. So.
1: Spoilers, man. Uh, I no, I haven't it. seen it. Wait, to ruin it for us. Man. Ah, Harsh. Can't see it now. Next year, is only Black
2: Adam's
0: black. Well, this has been fun. Hello? Uh, hey, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm pretty,
3: we'll just put a disclaimer. We'll fix it in post, put a disclaimer at the beginning. Wait a
0: minute, Michael's I didn't, I've not, I'm not seen the movie. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've not
2: seen Black Adam. Oh, so you're making stuff up. That's much better.
0: Yeah. entire
3: plot, that's great.
0: Uh, I have no idea. Okay, so. Yeah,
3: the Rock fights stuff. That's the
1: plot.
0: That is true. Love you, man. Did you know that he has a clause in his contract that says The Rock does not lose?
1: If you smell what the uh, Black Adam's cooking. <laughs> Spoiler alert there. <laughs>
0: so anyway. I
3: can't believe you said that you told everybody that Black Adam was played by The Rock.
0: So anyway, uh, they decide they too can be The Rock, and they join him. So here we have a mutant named Jaime who's played by Joe Ramft? He can fit into tiny spaces. Uh, a man named Slim, played by David Hyde Pierce, who can uh, strengthen his body to where he can't move, but he's also impenetrable and impervious to damage. A big hulking man named Dim, played by Brad Garrett, who is, Brad Garrett, who is super strong and also super dumb. And a woman named Gypsy, who I have played by Madeline Kahn, because we need more Madeline Kahn on this podcast. Uh, her powers are flight and hypnosis. So they all head back to the colony where the busy workers are digging out large rooms and building intricate tunnel systems that will keep out predators looking to foil Dennis Hopper's plans. And they were working in droves. And they head over, and they hear, they overhear uh, Dennis Hopper screaming down at some of the workers, You are nothing compared to us. We are the superior mutants. You are weak mutants. And they kicked one of them over and they all ran back to work. Dave cries out over the crowd, that's enough. Dennis Hopper turns. He says, you, you should be working. He snaps his fingers and several of his army land heavily around him, surrounding him ready to fight. And on the hill, behind the ensuing scruff, Dim slams a heavy foot in a competitive stance with slim in his hands, stiffened and unmoving. His body can freeze in the stick-like position and be unhurt. Dim flourishes his companion wildly, flinging Hopper's foot soldiers high into the air and knocking them unconscious. More of his his army fly to their aid, landing blows on Dim, Slim, and Dave. Gypsy, again played by Madeline Kahn, rises beautifully in the rising sun, wings flapping brilliantly and engrossing those on the battlefield. With her hypnosis powers, she says, Flames? Flames? On the side of my face? (laughs) little clue reference for those who don't know and the army falls to the ground holding their heads and screaming as if they were on fire even (laughs) even more soldiers drop from above on Gypsy holding her down and covering her wings and mouth. Jaime shrinks down by sucking in his amazingly large gut, squeezes beneath the pile and exhales expanding rapidly and throwing the Hopper army off of Gypsy they regroup so does Hopper's army Ada sees this in the distance, and she realizes she too can fight. She calls all the workers to the surface and they charge at the Hopper army. As they kick the tails of their enemies, the army scatters and Hopper is left alone, surrounded and defeated. Ada gathers all the workers to thank the heroes that Flick, I mean Dave, went to get. She says to them, Thank you, seriously, you saved us we are but ants to your greatness and owe our bugs life to you. Oh.
3: Uh. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that coming. From from how how far? (laughs) Yeah. When you told me the name, I put together. (laughs) Yeah, listen... You don't atomic, get to be the judge. nuclear,
0: toxic, uh-huh. and similar.
3: Uh-huh. You don't get to be the judge. If you're about figuring yesterday. a few things. Yeah. Sorry. I, was, I, I didn't know how if it was going to be all the way at the end.
0: I knew it was coming, though. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, get the the line there. I want you to know I held back breath. a line right there. The entire story led up to the we are but an ant joke.
3: No, I was waiting on the <laughs> impenetrable <laughs> show-like force-filled thing. That's what I have it written down here. So I really I was waiting on him to use impenetrable shell-like force-filled thing. All right. An exoskeleton.
0: Exactly. We have the
3: atomic nuclear toxic or similar mutants. Um, also which... in
0: the title, it'll be pro- it'll be pronounced mutants or mute ants.
3: I uh, you you did uh,
0: ants that cannot speak.
3: You worked your syllables a little bit there at the end. I heard that. <laughs> I did. I enjoyed that Dennis Hopper as Dennis Hopper. It's a bold move. I
0: didn't want to put Kevin I, Spacey in it. He's in a lot of trouble right now.
3: Well, I That's the, fair. my favorite part about about his character is the fact that you say impenetrable shell like force filled thing. Um, I'm I'm always confused. I mean. I'm always confused when people start trying to kidnap people who have mind control abilities, but it's nonetheless been a plot line of, of many movies and shows in the past. So I can accept such thing. Hey, you did, uh, you explained the nose clip and the pheromones, the whatnot. So, uh, I'm, I'm good with all that. Um, Dave, I'm going to be honest with you, what I wrote down beside him. I don't, you said a bunch of words. I put smart to so Dave smart. Um, I actually really liked the little Hugh Jackman and Sean Bean bit. <laughs> I thought that was uh that was very clever. Any time the immortal, brings
0: back Sean Bean. Yeah, he didn't die. Immortal, eh?
3: Sean the immortal seen bean. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, hey, have also, you seen Bean? <laughs> I also, although we gave you a hard time for it, I actually liked the uh the Black Adam joke of You know, he's not a hero, but why is he not a hero? Because I have heard such things. I have also not actually seen the movie. Um, Your little ragtag group of gypsies, one of whom's name is Gypsy. Um, I especially liked that there is someone named Dim who is dumb. Big fan of that.
0: I don't know if you know this, but all those were actually the names of the characters from above. Oh,
3: yeah. That's a true story. I I caught where you're going with that.
0: From what? What a happened? Bug's Life. A Bug's Life. Uh, you Except know I had to name Dave, Flick Dave, because... I, flick haven't, I haven't seen A Bug's Life ever. But those were the really? people who played
1: them, too. Really?
3: Hmm. Um, And then you had the, uh, the Clue reference, which I really enjoyed. The fact <laughs> that she defeated them with the flames on the side of their face. I thought that was a nice touch. Your big build-up. <laughs> the entire reason that this story came to life was so at the end... Yes at the end you could say we are but ants yes you actually made an entire movie to deliver your iconic at this point I'm going to declare it iconic your iconic Michael Circle line so although I knew it was coming somewhere in the movie I enjoy the fact that you made an entire movie just to deliver us one line and as I said that's how movies should all be made amen so now it's time to hear Chris's movie
2: Alright. Well it is my turn. The title of my movie is the Extraordinary Expendable Extra X Men. XXXX or just Quad X.
0: It's got four X's and you're trying to sell it, sell it to kids in the back.
1: You're and you give it to kids in the back. Exactly. There's something wrong listen, about this. I think you're gonna be you're gonna be cutting down it's, by standards and practices.
2: It's listen, it's, it's got Extra linguistic. It's a word, linguistic x Max
1: meant. By, by the way, just for the record. By
2: By the way, I had to throw in an extra X because otherwise it was going to be triple X, and that movie's already been made. Um, it's been made so, a lot. Well, I know, right? So we're
0: going quad X. <laughs> <laughs> quad like, X
3: had to one up old Vin Diesel, did
2: you? Oh, sure did. So it's we're uh, I, the the only cast I'm going to tell you about for now. Is uh, there's Professor X, which is again played by Sir Patrick Stewart, because as you pointed out earlier, the man was born to play that role. And of course, Logan slash Wolverine, played by Hugh Jackman. And then making his directorial debut, we have the incomparable Ken Jennings of Jeopardy fame.
3: <laughs> there are. Uh... Let's <laughs> let that sink in for a moment. Some people might say that seems random. <laughs> Some people might.
2: (laughs) For instance, all of us say that.
3: Some people haven't heard this movie yet, though.
2: Um, There are other characters um, who I will bring up as they, as they come about. All right, so we open. We open with Logan, Wolverine himself, hiking alone through the forested snow. And as he's going through, he is attacked by a number of sinister mutants. And we know them to be from Magneto's brotherhood. Now, we don't get a really good look of all of any of these guys because they're all CGI'd. So they're all kind of coming in and like attacking him, and Wolverine is valiantly fighting them off. But he is, in fact, outnumbered, and he eventually succumbs to them. It all goes dark. He later I'm awakes. surprised
1: Jeremy has nothing to say to that. Oh, I have something to say, but he's already said four X's instead of three, so I just figured we all knew what it was i'll cut that out thank post. you i
2: thank jeremy <laughs> <laughs> and circle there's no way you're taking that out in post <laughs> we, we all know it <laughs> logan awakes in an office and stares up at a bald-headed man in a wheelchair this is the form of professor x and he says hello logan i am professor charles xavier but you may call me professor x wolverine says how did you know my name did you read my mind he says, no, I simply read your dog tax. Wolverine's, oh, okay. Uh, where am I? And he says, You've been brought to my namesake, the greatest university the world has ever known, Xavier University, just outside of Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> Wolverine's, says, first of all, bub, no way it's some university in Ohio, the greatest in the world. But second, yeah. I've traveled all the way from Canada, by way of Japan, don't ask, it's a long story, to find you and your X-Men. It pains me to say it, but I need your help. Professor X well, you're in luck, Logan. You have found us. Allow me to introduce to you Xena, Warrior Princess, played by Lucy Lawless. <laughs> X-Pac. Of Degeneration X, played by Sean Waltman, of course. Excalibur, the mystical sword wielded by King Arthur himself. And this is Alex Ellis, Rayleigh Texada, and Brendan Knox of the XFL. Wolverine says, I have to admit, you all aren't what I expected. What kind of mutant powers do you have anyways? Professor X says, but well, we don't really have what you might term as mutant powers. That's not what we're all about at all. So I came all this way, thinking I was going to find a mutant who could help me. But instead, I find a has-been warrior princess who doesn't know how to properly spell her name, a has-been wrestler who was universally despised, a bunch of players from a football league nobody watches, and a mythical sword supposedly given to King Arthur by some watery tart. (laughs) Well, okay, the sword actually is pretty cool, but the rest of this is just sad. What kind of X-Men are you anyway? We're fighting for the dignity of the letter X. What? I said we're fighting for the dignity of the letter X. It's always playing second fiddle to more prominent letters like E in words like experiment, extracurricular, or excommunicate. Well, I think we need to excommunicate that overrated, overused, rudimentary rubbish. E continuously steals X's thunder. And we're tired of that grammatical git, and we want it to be X spelled with a capital X, not an E. Plus, X is used in the middle of many long words that most people never use. Words like subluxation, or or hydroxyurea, or amoxicillin, and only medical professionals use those words. Most of us X-men came from some kind of medical field where the letter X received the kind of treatment it deserved. Why, it was the medical field that gave X one of its few first-letter words with X-ray. See, too many other words relegate this great letter to the end. And so many of those are undignified words, such as jinx, tax, or anthrax. Then there are those words that not only put the great letter X at the end, but they don't even allow it to make a sound. All those cowardly French words like faux. Well, only a. Though french language would do such a dastardly deed as that. And don't get me started on the Chinese. At first glance, you'd think, they're a great friend to the letter X. They have a plethora of precise X words. Yet they've made X into a joke by making it use the Z sound. Wait, 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 Bob. Hold on a minute. Let me get this straight. You X-men aren't mutants at all. You're just glorified grammar policemen. No, Logan, ours is a task of supreme importance. We're taking one of only 26 letters in the English language and are restoring its rightful place in our spelling and vocabulary. We demand justice for the letter X. Some would even call us superheroes for the important work that we're doing. Our beloved letter X is derided in our culture. When it is used with any kind of prominence, it's in a derogatory way. X rated, triple X, and even the word Xmas, and we all know what the X is taking the place of there. It's simply unbearable. We're determined to put a stop to it. We even have a song. Would you like to hear it? Not on your <laughs> life, Bob. A one and a two. <laughs> We fight for the letter X, we're willing to write some checks to win back its dignity, can't you see? If you choose to reject the letter X, you're in for a fight from us. We'll cause a fuss, we'll hex and we'll vex and we'll cause a vortex. You will be perplexed by the things we do next, we'll cause much distress when we take our cause to the extreme. Watch out for the X-Men, we'll cause a scene! And Logan screams out, No! As he wakes in a cold sweat. That was one of the weirdest dreams I've ever had. Professor X soon enters. Logan, are you okay? You've been poking around in my head again, Doc? Logan, if I were poking around in your head, you wouldn't wake up. Did you hit on Jean again? Maybe. (laughs) Then be glad she just gave you a nightmare. She does have... Extraordinary power, after all, with a capital X.
3: Fade to black. Oh, my. So, <laughs> I, I feel like at this point, it's a closer race for more most absurd story of the night. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we'll start out with your four X's to, uh, you know, one up Vin Diesel. Extra-expendable, right. extra-linguistic. extra-linguistic which
2: really does make sense.
3: Be honest with you, I really, I'm getting a Ken Jennings sense from this movie. I don't know how I can get a Ken right? Jennings, but I feel like this. If Ken, Ken no Jennings were sense.
2: to were to direct a movie, this would be it. I'm, and you know
3: what? Maybe he'll listen to this and he might start doing some movies. We have changed I've watched a movie before.
2: directed by Ken Jennings.
3: You know what? Hmm. I'll give it a go. Can't be any worse than the Last Jedi, right? All right, <laughs> so. Um, I enjoyed the the fact you kept Professor X as Patrick Stewart. Um, I mean, and, uh, who Jackman else? As as Logan, as as we were just discussing, I thought Ken Jennings did a wonderful directing job in his debut. I thought so. Um, so the fact that I mean, we we start out with an opening scene, I wasn't sure where we were going with that. But, you know, it happens. Everything's good. The fact that Xavier University is in <laughs> fact the namesake. <laughs> Charles Xavier. I thought I, was, I thought was great. The fact if I he, were Xavier
2: University, that would be my claim.
3: <laughs> the fact that he believes this school just outside Cincinnati is the greatest school in the world. I'm glad that uh, glad that Logan called him out on that. I enjoyed that. Yeah, um, yeah. Bill Murray's son sure. goes
0: to Xavier. Huh. Just did start, not throw know that, that out there. <laughs> Thank Super you. important.
3: <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> when you went with lame team, that was that's a solidly lame team right there. Isn't it? It, it is. really is. <laughs> the fact that their goal has nothing to do with mutation, it has nothing to do oh, with no. fighting for justice. It, it literally is just about making people care about the letter X. I thought that was a brilliant premise. I thought... I, I my next thing I wrote down here was just grammar talk. The explanation <laughs> of all of the, the grammatical whatnot with X, I, I thought was great. The X song itself, I thought was was pretty great to the tune of the X. To the tune. Song, That's did, right. I did notice that.
2: I, I was hoping you and, would.
3: And then, although M Night Shyamalan was in a different movie earlier, I feel like he, he had a <laughs> he, he, he was a little bit in this movie because there was a twist at the end. You gotta have yeah. that twist and Ken Jennings. That's right. We, uh, we have the tie-in to the regular X-Men series with uh, Wolverine actually getting his mind messed up by Gene. Um, I I felt like those were all, all good points. I thought it played out well. And so the question is, is 4X better than the ants? Is 4X better than the CCIS who walks away as the champion tonight. Now, there are a few ways I could do this. Obviously, I didn't hand out points and I'm not going to go back and hand them out now. So I think I'm just going to pick I could flip a coin but I think I'm going to pick and um, based on That's their what amount, we're worth. <laughs> well, the problem is I don't have a three-sided coin.
0: Oh, you don't got one of those?
3: No. So, based on the amount of times that I laughed, I feel like we're going to have to hold true to the usual here, and Chris went last, and the last shall be first. Oh. And so it is that the 4X takes the day.
2: It's the extra X, Felt Plus. was the extra X. The extra X that gets you every time.
3: All right. Alright, so that chris takes the day or night whatever whenever night people are listening to this that's right um so we have our winner chris roberts will be the uh the reigning champion um chris do you have anything to tell the people
2: when yeah. in doubt go for the extra x the extra x we will get you there every time. This show apparently
0: was
3: brought to
2: you. Do by you have
0: another? X. By the letter X. Do you have another <laughs> closing statement? <laughs> one that will not encourage kids to do X. <laughs>
3: yeah. Well, listen, he he said an extra. All right. X. In that case, if you only have case, two X's, don't ever do a
1: third. Just for the record, don't do drugs. Do a if you ever do a searching if you ever do a searching, searching gifts, do not put four X's in.
2: <laughs> no. I'm 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 guessing he's speaking from experience here.
1: I'm just I'm just saying.
3: <laughs> okay, you know what? Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. That's that's hey,
2: look,
0: that's always, my advice
3: for the people.
1: Always
0: go for that X. Ex. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. Well, that is going Oh, circle. That is going to wrap it up. So for those of you who've enjoyed this extraordinary mayhem, you can uh click Punch, kick, karate chop, headbutt, eye gouge. I don't know why you'd eye gouge. Whatever you want to do to the subscribe button. And that way you can uh, know the next time that something comes out. That is it, people. So make sure to tune in next episode as Chris is going to be the judge. He is going to be picking the movie. He is going to be picking what has changed in that movie. And hopefully uh, the rest of us are going to do something funny with it. So for Mike, Chris, and Jeremy, this is Shane saying, stay classy.